Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to the Soul of Business. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. On the phone, I have with me James Chong, Head of Commercial Division of Sunoco Energy, and Quentin Vaquet, a Managing Director of Energy Factory. We're talking about Singapore's first pilot project to introduce peer-to-peer trading of renewable energy. Gentlemen, welcome both of you to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right. James, let's set the stage. Uh, Why is this exciting news for the consumers? What is the vision? Um, I think what is really exciting for consumers in this P2P project is that the fact that it's really the first of its kind in Singapore. Mm -hmm. And through this project, we actually have two key goals that we hope to achieve with it. One is actually to encourage the Singapore's uh, renewable energy demand. Right, and second is really to empower Singaporeans with greater choice in their electricity consumption. Right, the concept of P2P energy energy trading is actually highly innovative, right, and it holds the potential to be a game changer in driving the adoption of renewable energy and helping realize Singapore's ambitious uh, renewable energy targets, uh, as announced by uh, Minister Mr. Chan Chun Singh. Right. Okay. And and we are taking our whole push towards more renewable energy and sustainability a lot more seriously now than we were maybe 10 years from now, 10 years ago. All right, Quentin, we're going to bring you into this conversation. Households upon registration, producers and consumers will be able to trade locally produced solar energy with like-minded members of the community. I'm wondering, does this mean that it's limited to landed properties or is it everyone in Singapore? In answer to your question, because you asked me after this interview, would I sign up for this? So this this is a very important answer for me. No, you're right. And so, so, so it's for everyone. And that's the whole point, right? So what, what we're doing here is, is we're in the process of building infrastructure. We're in the process of building digital infrastructure that that you can almost compare to a digital marketplace, like, you know, you have e-commerce. Well, what we're doing is we're creating e-commerce for energy. And so what it means is that anybody, whether you live in a large, luxurious, big house, or whether you live in a cozy apartment, everybody will be able to access renewable energy. Mm-hmm. And what's even more is that you, you, you can actually go on the platform and, and select who do you want to buy from? Do you want to buy from your neighbor? Do you want to buy from a company in which values you believe? Do you want to buy from somebody across the island? You actually get that choice and that granularity. And so what peer-to-peer and, and this initiative is really about is creating that system that will then incentivize people to start building solar projects and people to start buying solar energy in a way that is much more easy to relate to than maybe it is today. Quentin, let me ask you a follow-up question to that. You said it would be available to everyone, whether you live in an apartment or a luxurious house. And then you said you can choose who you buy your renewable energy from. What if I don't know who I want to buy my renewable energy from? Can you help me make that decision? Can it be an automatic opt-in to whoever? How does that 
that how does that get decided i suppose yeah exactly right so so in, in the end it's a marketplace right so if you have a specific choice that you want to have and, and say you know i i really believe in this company and they they have solar on their roof or you know i really like my neighbor and i want to be able to see the solar panels that produce the electricity for me then you can make a choice if that's not a choice you want to make then you'll just be receiving from the pool of energy that is generally available of solar energy that is made available to the platform without having to make that choice but, but if you just think about the, the power of making that choice, right? So I'll give you a quick example. I was I was talking to to our son today, my, my, my five year old boy, right? And um and so we you know we at home we've, we've taken a decision to drive an electric car, and and so with you know with my son we're often talking about why do we drive electric and what's the sustainability benefits of that compared to normal cars. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're actually able to go with my son and point to a solar panel somewhere on the roof and tell him that that is a solar panel. It's going to be charging our car at home. And that's amazing to be able to actually make that link between where your energy comes from, how you're going to use it and where you end up using it. That's the power of this kind of infrastructure. I think it's the power of choice in general. I think it's absolutely wonderful. We go back to James. This is a pilot project made available to new and existing Sunoco Energy customers. Now, initially, it's going to be limited to a closed community of 100 participants. Uh, I'm curious, what are you going to be looking for and what would define this pilot project as a success Forces Noco Energy. Okay, I think um, in terms of this project itself, there's a multi facade that we are looking at. Mm-hmm. Right, so obviously, in terms of the objective of this pilot project, it's actually to test the commercialization right, of this new offering. In fact, we need not view the pilot project as a standalone exercise right. and uh, assess its success for based on the defined metrics. Instead, this pilot also serve uh, serve a base right, for as an opportunity for us to learn and to improve from the platform with a view to roll out to the market on a wider scale when the time is right. Um, that said, right, data relating to sustained usage of the platform is as an indicator of the market interest and user-friendliness of the actual technology will also enable us to take steps in this direction. I would think that one of the indicators that you're going to see that would make this a success and you know make you want to go basically go up and scale up is if you tell people they'll save money. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm with content on this. I, I think it's really the power of choice, right? And I think from the consumer, and I think it is really taking a powerful message, right, to to make a stand, right, to actually support. All right, sustainable energy uh, going forward. All right, we're speaking with James Chong, Head of Commercial Division of Sunoco Energy, and Quentin Vaquette, Managing Director of Energy Factory. Quentin, currently, almost 80% of the world's energy is provided by fossil fuels. As demand and cost of non-renewable sources continue to rise rapidly, energy is, is talking about accelerating the transition to zero carbon. So you're moving in the opposite direction, which is a good thing. Currently, There are just over 1,200 private residential properties in Singapore that have solar rooftop installations. There is, though, a potential for as many as 65,000 installations. I'm wondering, for those 60-plus thousand households that currently are without solar installations, talk to us about costs versus savings. What's in it for them? Why should they look at solar energy? Yeah, exactly. That's a really interesting question. And I think... I, I, I think it's, it's almost at, at the core of, of, of the sustainability transition today, right? Mm-hmm. So NG, NG as a group, we, we are driving what we call the energy transition. We're part of, of driving that. And that's really about getting 
not only those 65,000 homes here in Singapore with solar, but actually all homes and, and businesses across the world um, to, 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 to be able to rely on sustainable and green energy. Now, the way to look at it from Singapore's perspective very, very specifically mm. is that you can look at it from two ways. If you are a homeowner and you have a, you have a roof over, you have a roof available, you can put solar panels and self-consume part of the energy, you know, when the solar produces and, and you're actually consuming in your home, and then just sell the rest of the electricity so that you maximize the, the return on, on the solar panels that you put on your roof. If you look at the kind of savings you're able to make, you're talking 30 to 60% kind of savings, ballpark, depending on the price of the installation, how much you're able to sell the electricity, the size of your roof, your own self-consumption, etc. But these are significant savings, right? right. And if you, if you see the, the, the kind of duration you will have to recover the investment in your solar project on your roof, you're talking, you know, on average, seven to 10 years. That's sort of the ballpark figures. Now, that is, that's if you have a home and, and, and you want to put solar panels on your roof. You can also look at it from a different perspective. Um, you can also look at it from a, a more investor-savvy perspective. Uh, imagine that you have access to a roof, um, either from a commercial building that you own or manage or a warehouse that you have. And, and what you can now do through this platform is start monetizing the roof as an asset. You can start using that roof as a revenue-generating source that will complement your, your existing revenue as a business or as a rental property, etc. And I think that's really interesting. So if we take back the analogy of, of the marketplace, right, the, the, the carousel of energy, well, either you sort of sell once in a while when you have, you know, an item that you're not using anymore and, and you sell it. That's, that's the case of your own house with excess solar energy. Or you actually set up an online shop. And what you actually do is you start generating revenues by selling electricity, solar energy to a whole bunch of different users across Singapore and sort of creating these micro-businesses that rely on solar energy. And that's what this is all about. It's about creating that platform that allows us to accelerate and, and, and significantly increase the ability of people to sell and produce and buy solar energy depending on what they want to do in this market. You already had me very early in your answer because like every typical Singaporean, I go to the grocery store, I want to buy organic vegetables, but they're more expensive. You know, if organic vegetables were the same price as everyday vegetables, I would always buy organic. But what you're saying is this renewable energy we're talking about, it will present a cost savings to me. I'm sold at that point, you know, because I get to do something good and I get to save money at the same time. <laughs> if you put solar panels on your house, you're helping Singapore by providing your, your neighbors with renewable energy. You have renewable LBG for yourself and you make cost savings. And that's, that's amazing. That is amazing. Now, James, we go back to you. Singapore signed and ratified the Paris Agreement in 2016. Since then, the government has been committed to addressing climate change and its negative impacts. This pilot project, if implemented on a larger scale, has the potential to strengthen Singapore's energy security and green energy transition. Do you have um, an idea of potential timeframes for this? Um, okay, I think when it comes down to the time frame, I think we do not have a specific time frame to begin with. Mm-hmm. To begin with. But uh, I think we all take reference from what Mr. Minister Chan Chun Seng has mentioned, mm-hmm. that uh, that is for Singapore to reach our 2 gigawatt hour peak um, solar capacity by 2030. And that is um, 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. And the 2 gigawatt hour peak um, ambitions 
is actually about six to seven times our current installed capacity. So what I'm trying to say here is that we actually have a long road ahead um, in the solar space. So in terms of the P2P, what we are trying to strive for here is really to encourage more planting, right, to meet Singapore's um, ambition in 2030. And so I think for the pilot project itself, right, we are looking at a time frame of roughly between six to one six months to a year, right, to test out the system and to understand the commercial viability of the uh, interest of the in the market, right. So um, if there is actually a positive feedback. Right, in terms of demand and supply, then potentially, you know, we will be looking uh, forward to roll this uh, product as a commercial product in the near future. 2030, is useful to note, is actually in line with the Paris Agreement, the terms of the Paris Agreement for, for all of us, actually, if we can make it. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Ten years doesn't actually move that slowly, James. You know, it flies by. <laughs> yep, exactly. Perfectly right. My kids will be in university by the time we reach it. So it's, it's, it's our job, right? It's our generation's job to do something about it. To do something about it for, yeah. the, new, for the next generation, absolutely. Before I let you go, gentlemen, um, I'm curious. There are two things I want you to do. Tell us what the current take-up rate since the launch has been within your pilot project. And then, you know, if we do want to be able to sign up for this when it is scaled up, where do we go? How do we do it? Who do we who do we look for basically? Okay, so all the sign up is actually done through Senegal Energy. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who is actually interested, they can actually register their interest via www.solarshare.sg. Right. So uh, once we receive your inquiries, we are most happy to um, share with you more on in terms of the program and any uh, questions you might have. Right. But um, at this point in time, we are actually getting um, very positive um, feedback from the. Um, prosumers and consumers themselves. In fact, uh, we actually have relative uh, overwhelming response. Um, in fact, my team and myself are actually busy these few days um, and uh, attending to a lot of inquiries. And we are actually very encouraged by the response. All right, so, so you far. already have to start thinking about scaling up, James. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. It's a happy problem. Yes. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I've enjoyed speaking to you both. I've been talking to James Chong, Head of Commercial Division of Sunoco Energy, and Quentin Vaquette, Manager of NG Factory. Thank you so much, both of you, for all the information you've shared with us. We appreciate it very much. I suspect I'm going to be talking to you again when this goes nationwide, and I'm hoping that it does sooner than later. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that conversation as well. Thank you very much. I'm Clarissa Montero for The Soul of Business. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.